at this time i'm so uh so happy so happy so happy the young man is in the building from omni baptist church the street minister minister jc is here good morning jc Good morning, Brother D. Thank you for having me on the show. How you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Thank you so much, man. I was um, earlier when we first came on, I was just telling everyone that I am I was, you know, standing at board not only, which is now in a war zone, if you ask me. Yes, it is. And um, it's it's like it's gangs of drug dealers. Yes. That be out there at one time. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it's like they're I mean, from the morning to the night, mm-hmm. they out there and not to mention different um, religious uh, organizations are out there. But to see the true, the true church standing out there preaching the gospel. Yes. And that's one day I, I, w- I was just standing there and I just listened and I was listening to you preach, bro. And mm. I, I was just like, yes, finally someone is preaching the gospel of Praise Christ. God. Praise <laughs> God. I was, I was like, thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> thank you. You know, because uh, cause you because you, you pray for certain things and, and God is, you know, if if God's not telling you to do that there and he's pulling you over here to do something else, you got to we got to recognize that the Holy Spirit is big enough to do his job. Exactly. Like, like, I, like I got people. Exactly. Don't you worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do what I told you to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, tell us a little bit about yourself, bro. I'm sorry. Sure. Well, J.C. Jones and I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up in a Christian home and. Just grew up living a life of sin and went into college, lived a typical college lifestyle, partying and drinking and all of that. And long story short, the Lord Jesus Christ laid a hold of me and convicted me of my sin, but also showed me the glory of the cross and what he did for my sin and him rising. And I came to know Christ. I came to know Christ. It was a radical conversion experience. I knew I was filled with the spirit. I knew I was truly changed and just been on fire for God ever since then to just evangelize and win souls and preach the gospel message. That's beautiful, man. That's that's where it is. You know, I talk about the change. But so at this time, I'm going to shut up and get out your way. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let God do what he do without any further ado. Here he is. uh, Minister J.C. Yeah, I would just love to proclaim the gospel message, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God is a holy God. God is a perfect God. God is pure and perfect in all of his ways. And when he created the heavens and earth and created man, he said everything was good. And man was created to worship God, to live for God and to serve God. And man fell into sin. Our forebearer, our forefather, Adam, fell into sin. And the Bible tells us that when Adam fell into sin, we all sin. And that is how sin and death entered into this world. And sin has caused destruction in the world. But also, more importantly, sin has corrupted all of us. Our minds, our hearts, our souls corrupted by sin. And we also have to understand the important truth that sin does deserve to be punished and that apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, we all stand guilty and condemned before God because we have all sinned. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death as Romans 6.23 tells us. And so we stand condemned and guilty before God because we have all broken his law. We have not loved him the way we should and we have not loved our neighbor the way that God calls us to apart from the Lord Jesus. Christ and so that is an important aspect of the gospel message and understanding sin and understanding God's wrath and judgment against sin but the grace and the good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish 
but have everlasting life. And so God in his grace and mercy towards us in our sin has sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so that exalts the grace and the mercy and the love of God in Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross and died on the cross for our sins. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says that he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And so on the cross, Jesus, though he had been humiliated and beaten by men, though he had been harassed by the devil and all the army of darkness, Jesus Christ was suffering the wrath of God on the cross for our sin, the sins of the world. And he rose from the dead three days later with triumph and victory and power. He conquered sin. He conquered the devil. He conquered hell. And he is alive forevermore. The Lord Jesus Christ is on his throne and he's calling for all men to repent and believe in him. That is the gospel message and that is the God, that is the grace of God and the love and the mercy of God. There is forgiveness found at the foot of the cross and there is mercy and grace found at the foot of the cross. That's the gospel and that's important that we talk about sin, judgment, the cross in order to understand the grace of God. I feel like oftentimes sin and judgment is left out and when we do that, then we fail to magnify the grace and the love of God. Just like in the dark night sky, you see the stars magnified upon the dark backdrop of the sky. It's upon the dark backdrop of man's sinfulness that the grace and the mercy of love of God is magnified. In Luke chapter 7, the woman who came to Jesus, she was weeping over her sin. She was worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, this woman has been forgiven much and therefore she loves much. And so when you know just the weight of your sin and how much it's, it's offended a holy God, but yet you realize God's grace and love and mercy towards you found in the cross of Jesus Christ, then you see God's grace and love and mercy. So that's the gospel message. And what must men and women do to be saved? They must repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent means to call upon God for mercy for your soul, to turn away from your sin, be broken over your sin, confess your sin to the Lord, turn away from it, and then also turn to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith in your heart that he is your God, he is your Lord, he is your Savior, he is your sin bearer, he is your Redeemer, he is your Deliverer, and you will be saved. And it is all by God's grace, all by God's grace. For by grace you have been saved, Ephesians 2 says. So that's the gospel message, and that's the message, Brother D, that I preach on the streets. That's the message that people need to hear today. And I have seen the fruit of it on the streets. And my prayer, Brother D, is that God would raise up more laborers. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so my prayer and the burden of my heart is that God would raise up more laborers right here on the streets of Philadelphia and on the streets all over America to lift up their voices as a mighty trumpet to sound forth the gospel message so that many souls can be saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ and have the gift of eternal life all by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Amen. So beautiful. So beautiful. We'll be right back. We're going to take a song break. I'm Brother D and my main man, JC. Yes, in the building. Lord have mercy. We got JC here. JC, JC. Glad to be in the house with you. Amen. 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 So you got any more uh, word for us before? Any more word than you, man? A little bit? Sure. But in, I, anything specific? Specific question? or? Anything uh, specific, but um, I, but I do want I do have some questions for you, man. Sure. We got a. Uh... <laughs> always got a word. Just... <laughs> no, actually, preacher, always preach. Right, right. You know, it's like you know how you be in church. Yeah. You ready to go? And they like any ministers in the house? You right. got anything to say? I'm like, 
how dare you ask? Do and, anybody has anything? And, and that's to why say? I'm asking. Do you have a specific question? Because if you ask me if I got a word, I'm a preacher. I got a word. Oh man, yeah, preachers always have words, man. But no, um, I really wanted to um, just talk uh, talk about like a little bit about you being on the street. Sure. And um, like, what called like like what did, did you feel God just pulling you to the street, or was it something that yeah. you was groomed in under your church? Yeah. I think it goes back to how the Lord saved me. So I got saved. That God sent a brother into my life to just teach me a one-on-one Bible study in his home. This was an evangelistic Bible study. So I didn't get saved inside of a church building or at an altar call in a Amen. church. But inside one-on-one and just doing a Bible study with his brother, he opened up the gospel message. God convicted me and saved me in his house, in his living room. I got saved. And that just that that showed me that... God doesn't necessarily have to save somebody inside of a church building, but he can do it outside of the four walls of a church. And he just set me on fire from there. And I remember soon after I got saved, I was teaching evangelistic Bible studies and I had the burden to just go out in the streets. And as far as the call to street ministry and street preaching, I've always felt that burden to go out to the streets. And God has just intensified that burden over the years, just the Holy Spirit pressing that burden on my heart and really showing me that's where the sinners are at. I I remember times of sitting inside the church building, but yet go outside after church service is over Sunday morning. And I see all the people that don't know Christ outside of the church building. So God, the Holy Spirit, just laying that burden and showing me the need outside of the four walls of the church. So really the Holy Spirit leading me in that burden to go out into the streets and preach the message of the Lord Jesus Christ and call call them to come to Christ. So that's that's how God gave me the burden. And that burden has only intensified that fire to get out on the streets. And I challenge other people as well to get out there if the Lord is calling them to do it. Amen. Amen. Once again, we're talking with JC from um, it's Only Baptist, correct? Only Baptist. Only yes, Baptist sir. Church. See, that's why, Sister A, I know you're listening. That's why you should be here. So I wouldn't have to help no. a brother out. <laughs> Help a brother out. Help me out. Get in here, woman. Now, anyway, <laughs> but um, uh, the big thing is like uh, all all of our backgrounds are different. We came yeah. to Christ different ways, and, right? And uh, and and I rarely give my testimony. I rarely give it because it was so supernatural. Mm. And I don't. And I'm not out here to try to wow people about the things that the devil done to me. Right. You get what I'm saying? I understand. So you know, because you want to stay still, you want to stay focused on on Christ. Christ. Exactly. But um, the 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 big thing, like your background was like that. You know, you was you know, you you was you know where you were. Right. And um, like when I was coming up, how I got saved was basically where um, we was young. We would play with the Ouija board at a friend's house. Wow. And it would literally move. Literally, yeah, and we would all run. Yeah. We would be in the basement at our neighbor's house. Right. I'm telling you, you have to know where your kids are. I'm telling you, and we <laughs> over there at night, and we asked, and one, and we all had our hand and it would move. So, yeah. long story short, fast forwarding, once I turned 12, from the time I turned 12 to the time I, time I turned 22, mm-hmm. I slept, I slept with the lights on. Wow, because I was tormented, wow. tormented day and night. Um, so you, you know, saw different seasons. I I'm not, not only demonic activity, bro, but like being choked by things I couldn't yes. see. Yeah, wake up, off, wake up, and I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna put it where it is. I know people don't yeah. like to hear this. Right. <laughs> wake up and would just be off my bed. Yeah, not on the floor, mm-hmm. but in air, yeah. just off my bed. It was crazy. Wow. And through my teenage years. I tried to tell my boys one time we were just hanging out one day, 
and they started joking around. I said, "Hey, come Ghost Boy." And after they said that, I just cut out. You know, how you said on the steps when you back right. in the day, and you yeah. would talk. I'm a little older than you, Jay. So, <laughs> but. They was like, you know, hey, so I just we, we used to chill out on the front porch. Too. Yeah, exactly, so I, I exactly. You, you know, younger, but we did the same thing. <laughs> we did the same. It it was crazy, man, and it was so it was so odd. It was like that went on for years. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, I had already accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and people say, well, you can't be possessed. No one possessed. You can be oppressed mm. by the devil. Yeah, and he still can attack. Yeah, and when I went to my church. Now, fast forward a couple more years, uh, I went, uh, kept fighting. I would always get the address wrong. I would always, and they were like, come by, come by. I would come by with the Tuesday night Bible study. And I was trying to, and I f- finally made it. And I went in, and I was always like, you know, like, you know, all right, I'm here. Yeah. I sat on the front row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my bishops, now my bishop, he's my pastor then, uh, his pastor then, and him and his wife, they co-pastored. And she got up and she said, how you doing? Mm. I said, hello. She said, we have a visitor. And she said, can I share a word from God to you? Mm. I said, sure. Now, get in mind, they ain't know anything about me. And I said, sure. She said, um, I want you to understand that God wants you to know that you have a curse on your life. Mm. And God wanted it to be broke. Wow. When she said that. You know, in this charismatic church, everybody, woo! Yeah, yeah. Forget all the fanfare. Yeah. I knew. You knew. I knew. That's all that mattered to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, after people trying to say, well, what she was trying to say, I said, look, 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 look. You ain't got to explain nothing to me. Mm. You ain't got to explain nothing to me. I knew. Mm. And when I knew, it was like, but this is what God wants you to do. He wants you to come. He wants you to be built up mm. in his word. Keep mm. coming. He said, God got, they're like, God got you. He's going to protect yeah. you. But he wants to fill you with his word mm. and he wants you delivered. Wow. Wow. And when I heard that, that made me know like, okay, mm. that was God speaking to me. Yeah. It was personal. That's yeah. why I say it's, it's personal. Yeah. And yeah. we keep trying to make, make um, situations for people and, or, 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 or talk. Like I, when I, sometimes when I hear people preach the gospel, I hear them, you know, you know, you know come out the bar, come out this, come out. I, say, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I do, but if they came out, they're still gonna they still gonna be unsafe. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I can mm. stop. But mm. God, what God was saying to me was, you know, you, you, I need to get inside of you. Yes, and I need to break some things off yeah. of you. He was talking to my life deliverance. specifically. Yes. yes. So, um, so people who are listening, you may be going through different things. Like you may be Jason route. You may be my route. You may be different, a, a different route. Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Cause something, cause uh, as I say to people who are struggling with homosexuality, mm-hmm. um, you may, it's not like I try to explain to Christians sometimes. And I want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that they're doing this to piss God off. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to piss God off. Yeah. So let me uh, just do this over here. Or oh, I mm. want to be a thief. So I want to piss God off. So mm. I'm going to go over here and murder a couple of people. Mm. It's things in our members mm-hmm. because because of because of the separation. Yeah. yeah. From Adam and and we're and we're you know yeah. born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Exactly. And it's 21 works of the flesh. Right. And 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 in those works, we're we're capable of anything, bro. Exactly. People say I'll never be that. You don't. Please don't say that. You don't say that. Don't. <laughs> Because you don't know it's, what you're it's capable of. It's only the ahead, grace of God that restrains you from that. So you, you bring up an important subject right there, just sin period, also homosexuality. And as far as to address the homosexual piece specifically, 
I when I've engaged homosexuals, and here's the mm-hmm. thing: that first and foremost, I want to affirm that they are human beings made in the image of God. Amen. And that Amen. means that as human beings made in the image of God, they have worth, they have value, and they have dignity. Amen. And I think that it is important as the church that we do affirm that. Now, sure. notice what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that what they're doing is right in the eyes of God. I'm not saying that, Amen. but I'm saying that they are human beings made in the image of God. So we affirm that, and then I believe it is important to walk them through the process of realizing it is a sin in the eyes of God. And as you said, it's, it's in the members. The sin has corrupted their hearts and their minds, their soul. And so it is sin. But here's the reality. Just like I was living in sin before I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a heterosexual man, I was living in fornication, sexual immorality. Amen. That's no different from the homosexual that's practicing homosexuality. So we got to let's not just bash the homosexuality, but we do need to call it for what it is. It is sin. And then we also lift up the cross, lift up Christ Amen. and show that there is deliverance through the cross of Jesus Christ. That just as I was delivered from the bondage of sin that I was in Amen. through Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ can also deliver a homosexual from that sin and that lifestyle as well. There's testimonies. Have you heard of Jackie Hill Perry? No, uh, I haven't. She's no. a, she's a, poet she's a gospel poet but she was a a lesbian she was a practicing homosexual she came to know jesus christ and she's been delivered and now she is married to a man and has a child so there is deliverance in jesus christ and so i I do think we need to make it clear that it is sin but also lift up the grace the mercy that is found and forgiveness that's found through the lord jesus christ and deliverance yeah see we're the first line of defense this Mm. is what i think that christians don't understand we're Mm. the first line of defense If we're the first line of defense when it comes to us praying to God for that, for that change to come, and God yes. has his intercessors out here. Intercessory prayer. Yep. Yeah, we have to understand that, well, through that, that we can't condone things in the church. Mm. And then it spread. You have mm. noticed how it looked <laughs> it was in a church like that, and yeah. then it just came into the world like, mm-hmm. it, it's like it had to get past that yeah. for us to be to let our senses down so you, are, are you saying that we am I hearing you right that we also need to address the church as well exactly I'm yeah. saying that we Kenneth Copeland said this years ago man he said um, a lot of things that happen in the world is the church's fault mm. Mm. and you know and he's a prophet of God mm. and I know he don't act like the typical prophet but he is because he's so laid back mm. but he said it years ago and 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 when he said i was like that it's the truth because mm-hmm. the world god said where, where, where sin would abound grace would abound yeah. so it, it well, i'm sorry much more abound mm-hmm. therefore that that means that we have the authority and the power mm-hmm. to at least knock it back to where it's not yeah. going to override the church yeah. but now it looks like it's overriding well i i think you bring up an important subject and i, I think that a lot of the issues that we do see going on in the world and the sin the immorality in the world is a reflection of the church and the lack of the church laboring as far as intercessory prayers you said yeah. preaching the gospel message that is able to radically change society and change the world yeah. in times of revival when the church is spiritually awakened and the church is now praying and the church is just on fire for god and going out into the world preaching the gospel that's when you see change in the community so I, i'll say this real quick to address i, I would like to address the, the church because 
one of the objections I get out on the street from people who are unbelievers is that they say there's so much hypocrisy in the church. Mm -hmm. So when I go out on the streets, I also address the church and professing Christians who may be happening to hear me, mm -hmm. who may be under the sound of my voice. And the message that I give to those who are inside of the church walls, uh, who profess to be Christians, I tell them, John 3, 7, you must be born again. Yeah. You must be born again. And the thing, what's going on inside of the church is that we have people who are professing to be saved, professing to be Christians, and yet they're not born again. They have not been changed internally in their hearts by the Spirit of God, and that is why they are not living the way God calls them to live. And so for those who may be listening, who are inside the church, but yet they're living like the world or living like the devil, then my message for them is you must be born again. You need to be radically changed by the Spirit of God in your heart. And that is how when God puts His Spirit inside of you, changes your heart and puts His Spirit inside of you, then you're able to follow God's commandments and live as God calls you to live then we are able to be the church that we are called to be living in holiness living in righteousness living a spirit-filled life on fire for God with joy and peace that's what the world needs to see if the world is looking at the church and they don't see a supernatural change in the church then why are they going to be drawn to Christ yeah. and so they Amen. need to see a supernatural Amen. change inside of us so for those who may be listening you must be born again and when you are born again when when those who are professing to be Christians are born again that's when they will live as they are called to live and when we are spirit-filled as the body of Christ that's when we will change this world. God was able to take 12 ordinary men, a small handful of men, fill them with his spirit and turn the world upside down with the power of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And once again, we're talking with uh, Minister JC from Only Baptist Church. Um, I'm in total agreement with you, bro. And God gave me a message. It's called and it's titled um, Footprints in Your in Your Sand. Mm. And because a lot of times, you know, we're. We hear more about people ministries mm. than we hear about the changes that it make that you've made in someone else's life. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like, God's called me to this. God's called me to that. And I, say, I understand that. Mm -hmm. I, I truly do. But it's like, like, what are you what are you doing? Like my, my daughter, uh, Jordan, uh, my six foot one, beautiful young lady. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> she uh, she was writing her. Her, her, her bio she was she had to speak um she worked for brown family shop right and they out of all the stores they the owner chose her to speak at this big convention the yeah. other day and and um she was saying i was i was like well jay she was like well dad what do i do, <laughs> what do, I, do? I said i don't know no i'm playing <laughs> I, said, I said well i said one well, i said i said one you're saved mm -hmm. two you're a college girl. Three, you're part of a ministry. Um, it's called, uh, it's the acronym is PUPPY, Precious Youth Protecting. I don't know, it's, it's, it's to protect pe people who are abused by, by mm. people and everything. I yeah. said, you're, you're helping out, you know, the bishop with that. You're, um, you, uh, you, you take care of kids. You, um, you tutor. Mm -hmm. you, uh, our son, my the Lord has blessed them, blessed them with like academically smart. Yeah. And, um, I said, you, you know, you help tutor people. I said, you do a lot, honey. I mm. said, you really do a lot. I said, mm -hmm. so I said, the, but the biggest thing is, I said, you let your love shine for the Lord. Yeah. I said, so this is why you're 22 and God is, is putting you on this platform mm. to speak at this place. Not yeah. so much that, that we all are so great, yeah. but 
it's the Christ in us, the Christ hope of glory. That's right. By level by level. And I said, so I said, it's a light in you and we have to let our, we have to mm. let our light shine. Yes. And um, so, you know, we, uh, she was reading me her bio on, on my, on my work time, right. but, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is so important for us to allow Christ to, to be built up in us and for yes. us to make a positive change in people's lives. So you, I said, so, so you, you, and, and that's where, when it comes to ministry, like you're doing, like you're, you're, you're letting your light shine. And yes, I, I have, I have seen the fruit. I, I've seen the fruit over the years and I, I give the glory to God because it's all by his grace. And just through the power of his word, Romans one sixteen says, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. So the power is in the word, the power is in the gospel message and the power is in the Holy Spirit. And I, I have seen the fruit over the years and unbelievers. I've seen people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. God has brought people out of spiritual darkness into his marvelous light, brought them from spiritual death unto life. And I've also seen the believers inside of the church edified just through the ministry of the word that God has put inside of me. I, oftentimes there are Christians inside of the body that are struggling, that don't understand the grace of God. They're truly saved, but they don't understand the grace of God. Therefore, they don't understand the love of God. And so they're living under bondage, even though they are saved. And so God has used me to just bring liberation in that way as well. So I, I've seen the fruit and it's really all by the grace of God. And I, I give him the glory, but I, I believe if we're laboring faithfully and just preaching the word in the power of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be fruit from it. God Amen. is going to bear the fruit for his glory. Amen. Um, uh, uh, you know, what I want to do, I'm going to take a one song break okay. and we come back. I want to talk a little bit about your church, man, because yes. I see I see a couple of you guys out there. And definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely. Yes. And I think uh, your Pat, what's his name? Pastor Joseph Randall, he comes out there and preaches the gospel as uh, well. You got to wear the glasses. With the glasses. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's out there preaching the gospel. He's the, the funny. Gospel. He's He's the funniest guy. He, he he still won't tell me how he know my name, but he, he's a funny guy. <laughs> but uh, speaking of unashamed, we got uh, how I propose. We're going to play that for you. Unashamed of the gospel of Christ. Praise God. The power of God unto salvation. Here we go. Trip Lee into Dashie. Praise the Lord. We're here with the with my main man JC from Only Baptist Church, and I wanted to add, uh, ask you about your um, about your pastor and your church. You got some yes, wonderful sir. people, yes, who who come out there with you guys, yes, and um, and I love it. I, I love it. I love to see when when a church come out yes. collectively and and do their thing. So tell us uh, a little bit about your people. Definitely. Yeah. As, as a church, we're seeking to be built up as a gospel light in this city and just shine forth the, the gospel. And so we have a group that goes out. And also one of the amazing things is it's not just our church, but also other people, other Christians from other churches come and join us out there because we believe that the body of Christ and the kingdom of God is bigger than just one local church. And so others come out as well. We bond together, whites, blacks, red, yellow, whatever, just Christians of every color, every ethnicity coming together under the banner of Jesus Christ and preaching the gospel. We have men that come out and we rotate preaching the gospel. We got women that come out and they're giving out gospel tracts and having one-on-one -on -one gospel conversations with people as they're waiting on the bus or train. So it's just a powerful time. And also another important thing is that we not only go forth and preach the gospel, but in that same location, we're giving out free food. And so we're doing different things to manifest 
manifest the love of Jesus Christ in very practical ways to meet the needs of people in the community as far as food and clothes and things like that as we preach the gospel. So we really want to be the voice of Jesus Christ, but also the hands and feet and showing forth the love of Jesus Christ as we preach the truth to those out there on the streets. You know, you know, one thing I, I love about your church and your pastor was out. He was he had a box. Yes. And he had bread and he had something else in there. And, and you know, people was coming up mm-hmm. and you no, know, I just stood there. I love to observe yeah. just just to see, you know, see what you don't know, you know. Yeah, right. And so I'm just observing. And this is the big thing about ministry. Mm. Some people, they, when we go, well, I want to look a certain way. I want to have on this. I want to have on that. I want to make sure that, you know, if we have bread, that it's all the same type of loaves. It's mm-hmm. like we we nitpick ourselves yeah. yep. to a point where we have talked ourselves out of going out. Well, it's raining That's today. It. I don't yeah. you know. Rain is a sign of judgment, like exactly. the flood. So right. I'm not going to go outside. We overanalyze. And I just sat there. And all I did was watch him. Mm-hmm. All I did. And I, and I watched him. And he had on his shoes, he had on his shorts, mm-hmm. he had on a T-shirt, and he just talked to people like you and I talking right now. Yeah. He told one lady it was a sponge cake or something. And he said, "You know how you talk? You go home <laughs> and you <laughs> He's get from yourself. the deep south, <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> but he was sitting there. He said, "You get yourself some uh, some ice cream and you put it <laughs> on there, and man, it's good." And I was just sitting there, just watching him, right? Yeah. And I was just like. This is just so cool. I said, see, this is ministry. ministry. We miss it for a mile yeah. by not just just letting your letting your light shine. Right. You don't have to be your bishop. You don't have to be your pastor. You could just be who God made you or who yeah. you are. That's right. And just show the love of God. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and, and that's all he was doing. Yeah. And I'm going to show people something right now. I can tell that something was like, I think his leg was hurting or something. But he, I can tell, he was just muscling through it. Like, yeah. I was just like, he was like, uh, like he, mm-hmm. you know, you get a little older, you, you lean to one side, one side <laughs> something, something baby, you hurt. I don't know what it was, but nevertheless, you know, you pray for your brother, but nevertheless, I'm just watching. I'm like, he was just, you know, wasn't worrying about that. And mm-hmm. one lady took like a long time. She must have <laughs> went through the box and was like, oh, I want that. No, I want that. No, I want that. I want that. Right. And he just sat there with a smile on his face and just kept talking to her like I was just yeah. showing the love of Christ. Right. And those are the little nuances that we must learn. Yes. And you learn it through what? Through by serving, by being loving at home, by exactly. forcing yourself like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go the extra mile and not and not talk myself out of doing something. But exactly. he was just out there doing it. And it was different types of loaves of bread that was in the box. Right. And he didn't he wasn't worrying about that. He right. was just worrying about getting it out to people. Some some dude walked up with a Muslim beanie on. He was like, hey, you know, um, mm-hmm. he don't want something. He said, sure. He said, but this goes with prayer. And he gave him a, a track. A he track, goes with a track. Yeah. It goes with a read. He said, I, I, think, I forgot how he, he worded it. But. I was just so so happy to see yeah, yeah. the love of Christ. Amen. A- amen. And that and that's ministry. Exactly it. And and the thing is, you touched on a couple good points, great points, is that you don't have to wait until everything is picture perfect <laughs> in your eyes to just get out there. Man. So get out there, get get some resources, get some materials, get out there, be a blessing and just show forth the love of Christ. And when we do go, yes, it's nothing wrong with dressing casually while you're out there and letting letting the fake facade down and letting the walls 
walls down and just being yourself in Christ. And that's just who he genuinely is behind closed doors and and out in public as well. So being yourself in Christ. But, yeah, just letting the light of Jesus Christ shine through you and letting the love of Christ be manifest. I I heard a preacher one time say that it's it's hard to preach the gospel to somebody when they have an empty stomach. And so there's so many needs out there. These people, you know, you know, all need and, you know, Philadelphia, there's people who are going without food that may have a meal throughout the whole day, if that. So there's people that are hungry. There's people that are broken. There's people that are hurting and they need us in practical ways to help them as we preach the gospel. Yes, we want to preach the truth and preach the gospel because they, they need to be spiritually changed and saved. But they also have a body and they also have temporal and physical needs as well that need to be met. And I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love of Christ meets all of those needs. So that's what we seek to do as a church. And that, that's my pastor, Joseph Randall. That's yeah, who he genuinely is. He, he's a funny guy. I, I like him, man. I authentically like him. I, I met him far before I met you. I, mm-hmm. I met him well over y'all. Years y'all ago. Yeah. yeah he, about, he's been pastoring there for several years now. I, I moved to Philadelphia a couple of years ago after I got out of the Army. Oh, man. Yeah. Me and my wife, we always try to like throw some teaching at people a little bit. I was like, well, and you talk about feeding, like if people on an empty stomach can't hear, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we'll, we'll tell people on the street, you know, if you come and you wait to the end of the service, you know, then I'll feed you. Mm-hmm. See, you, you're putting contingencies. You're making it law. You, you, right. you're, you're law-minded. Where's the unconditional love yeah. of Jesus Christ? If you would just feed them, yeah. and they'll know that that's the love of Christ, exactly. they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, people will stand up for you. I don't care. You can put a quarter mm-hmm. in. A, um, if somebody's trying to get on a the train, they're a quarter short. And you can put it in there and say, mm-hmm. hey, God bless you. You right. know, keep it moving. You ain't got to yeah. stand back. My past, you ain't got to do all that. Exactly. Just yeah. Like, Jesus love you. All right, right. boom. Keep it yeah, moving. Yeah. Let God do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be everything. You exactly. can't be the Holy Spirit, you, right. your pastor. You can't be everything. <laughs> Just like you do your part, exactly. let God do his part. Right. And you know, and then they'll come. You can't you can't manufacture this thing mm-hmm. in your own mind. Trying to manipulate people and all of that. Right. Yeah. We're called to show forth the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Worrying about people, you know, if you stay to the end, to the very end, mm-hmm. yeah, all then I'll give you a plate of food. Right. Like, really? Yeah. All that for a plate of food? For yeah. real? You know, I was there's, like, a, there's a sister in, in my church and she joined up with another church. Like I said, the kingdom of God is bigger than just our local church. So she joined up with a local church down in South Philly, her and a few other sisters in, in my church. And they did what was called Servolution. This was recently. And it's wow. a week long where they the church goes out and they do random acts of kindness for people in the city. Wow. They go to SEPTA bus drivers and just thanking them for their job, bringing them a cup of coffee or a bagel or something like that, wow. paying for somebody's meal just a random person in a restaurant paying for their meal, just going out and just random, random acts of kindness, not looking for anything in return. Amen. That unconditional love of Jesus Christ. And it just astounds people. People are just so amazed. People are so, and you know, Philadelphia, I think think because there's, there's so much crime and violence, people's hearts are hardened and also paranoid. So when you just want to be a blessing and you got no stipulations, no strings attached, it's like their ears perk up and they're like, hold on, you know, what's, what's the attachment? What's the string? that's attached and yet you're just saying I just want to show you the love of Jesus Christ and just be a blessing to you with no strings attached and sometimes it's hard for them to even receive that because people have been so hurt and their hearts have been so hard and it's hard for them to even receive that love but that love begins to break down those walls and break down those barriers and it's just amazing amen amen once again we're talking about my main man JC yes sir Um, glad to be in the building (laughs) glad to be in the building yeah I'm glad you're here man because um, I'm looking at 
these the like like what you're saying, man, about random act of kindness. The church is actually one block up mm-hmm. over here, and um, I had stopped in there last week because I said I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, because they blocked off Shelton Avenue like last week, the mm-hmm. week before last, and I was like, I said, man, I said, man, I said. I could have been out here broadcasting with these cats, yeah, man. Yeah. I want you know, because I just love to like to join in, man. Like, oh, yeah. what you need us to do? I will submit the show to you. Yes, that's, that's you know what you want to talk about. Let's right, talk about it. Right, Whatever, right? You know, um, but uh, I was uh talking to a lady, and she one day she said, "What kind of name is that for a church?" I said, "You know why I like the new the the, the new names of the, of the churches and everything?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Because one." It holds you to be what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it holds you hostage. It's yeah. like, yeah, I can't, you know, oh, you ran your random act of kindness, right? You, right. you know how I can get, right? Yeah, yeah. But it it, uh, it it checks you internally and you, and someone externally is checking you. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, and it, and, and it also grabs people, you know? It does. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's beautiful. Um, that, that it, which, which church was that, by the way? Well, um, that, that you were, you said it was right around the corner. It was random acts of kindness. That's the name of the, <laughs> the, name of the oh, Okay, oh, wow. it's on Sheldon okay. and Green. <laughs> yeah, they definitely held accountable. Yeah, yeah. Name. random acts of kindness. Yeah, wow, it's okay. right, right there. Yeah, I'm thankful for uh, once again what you're doing, man. But if anyone want to get in contact with you, because we about to sign off. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost twelve o'clock. Man, I'm so glad you stay here with me this hour, man. Hey, I'm serious, no, appreciate man. Appreciate you having me, brother. It's oh, been man. a privilege, been a pleasure. I enjoyed it. Hey, man, thanks. But um, tell people where they can reach you at. You know, definitely. I'm I'm on Facebook, JC Jones. You can search me up on Facebook, also on Instagram and Twitter at Jaron Jones underscore. That's Jaron J A R O N Jones underscore. That's on Instagram and Twitter. So you can look me up on there or on Facebook and. I would love to connect if there's more questions, if anybody wants to reach out, more questions or anything like that for me. I'd love to connect with you. Hey Amen. I would uh, uh, love for you to um, try to get you in contact with uh, our people. A couple of people I know as well, man, just to get that, that message out, man, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so important. And, and I, I, I love hearing it. I love hearing that we not be deterred with different, you know, yes. all this other stuff that goes on. But uh, look, we'll see you guys next week. To be a girl, I can cheer on the team, or I can play sports. I can wear curls, bows, braids. I can dress up. I can draw pictures. I can write songs. I can bake a cake, or I can play dress up all day long. I'm a daughter. I'm a niece. I'm a lady, a female. I'm a missus. I'm a princess. I'm a sister. Sing it well for a boy.
Here she comes. 